ダラッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッ
I think that every element of all the things that I'm doing is like my favorite thing. Uh, I know that's like a corny answer, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy all of them because I love doing something different. And um, everyone has different passions um, and different multiple passions. So I like feeding into a little bit of all of it. That, that is a good answer. And it makes a lot of sense because I think everything that you're doing is super cool. So it must be fun to work on all these diverse projects. One of the things we wanted to ask you about, particularly because our audience is, you know, everybody sews in our audience. So can you tell us a little bit more about Sew It Academy and what they can get from that? Okay, well, Sew It Academy is an online school that my wife, Mimi G. Style, created. And what she wanted to do was she wanted to have like, pretty much a curriculum um, somewhere you can start here uh, with no experience and then build all on those skills and learn re- very intricate sewing skills. So um, after the first year, I was like, babe, we're going to do men. And she was like, um, yeah, if you want to. So uh, we started doing menswear and that's pretty much Sword Academy. <laughs> and were you automatically going to be the host of that? Or were you thinking more that like she was going to add a menswear section and that you could help her with styling, but you ended up being the instructor in that course? Yeah, because I'm not one of those people that learn something new and then a, a minute later trying to teach it. So I was, I never, I was still in the learning process of the basic sewing skills when she developed that. So if you look at Sword Academy um, menswear and you start following that along, she's teaching a lot of the courses and I'm just pretty much doing the mechanics of it. And then somewhere around, I think year one, one and a half, maybe you see me taking over and just taking on the entire um, course. You really have come a long way in the last five years with your sewing journey. What has it been like for you learning everything about sewing and getting to the point where you can make a tailored suit. So um, learning to make a, a tailored suit and just starting from, from zero, it's been very fulfilling because I really enjoy it. And as soon as I started, I keyed in to all the elements that I enjoyed. I enjoy um, plaid and I enjoy all the menswear details like a wet pocket. So I just thought if these are some of the things that I enjoy, I'm going to be making them a lot. So I should probably do these first and learn them very well. And um, I just keyed into to those. And um, it's, it's, it's been so fun. I love working on garments. <laughs> and as a male sewist, what has your experience been like interacting with the predominantly female sewing community in person and online? It's been super frustrating. Super <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> um, I just remember the very first times I went to to Joanne's or to one of the local fabric stores here in L.A. to look for patterns. And I'm like, man, I don't see anything I like. And she got like a stack of 20 that are brand new, super stylish and uh, some and, and the ones that she's very excited about. So I really didn't really get excited about pattern shopping until we started looking at vintage patterns. Because a lot of those and a lot more women sold for their husbands back in the day. So I saw a lot of a lot of I found a lot of stylish styles just from vintage shopping. Oh, that's such a great tip. I hadn't even thought about, you know, delving into the vintage pattern scene, but it sounds like there's a lot of great patterns out there. I'm also curious how you feel about the men's sewing scene right now, you know, four or five years in. Do you feel like there has been a growing interest and that there are more resources right now for men who want to get into sewing? Um, Honestly, I can't say that I've seen much growth. 
um, outside of the stuff that we've been doing. So the growth that we, we've we've had and the things that we're doing in the community, we're excited about that. And we just want to build and expound on that for for guys that that are sewing. But I have been seeing guys come out and reaching out to me in the DMs, in the emails and also my website, um, asking questions or sharing stuff that they've made. And I've, I honestly have friends hit me up and be like, bro, I made this for my wife. And I'm like, oh, dang, bro, I didn't know you sold. <laughs> so I've been getting a lot of that, which is which is awesome. Awareness. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to see somebody like yourself sewing menswear and making your own clothes. And also you just have this fabulous personal style. You really embrace going out full out with your clothing. Like I just love looking at what you're wearing. You embrace color and print and pattern and texture. And it's just so much fun to watch you. So I can totally see how lots of male sewers would be very inspired. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the the resources that you and Mimi and your whole team are working on to help encourage more men and boys to start sewing. Well, the number one thing is pretty much awareness. And also just visually having somewhere that they can see that, hey, this is this is the men's sewing world. It's not what you saw 20 years ago. It's current. Um, my, my website, NorrisDanceTheFour.com, is a DIY uh, menswear site. So everything that I make, I photograph it. I put it up there. I put details on, on the patterns. I put details on the techniques. And also... Uh, well, the number one is Sword Academy. We encourage all men that curious with a little bit of skills, intermediate or no experience at all to sign up because it's one of the very few places that caters only towards menswear. Yeah, it's so true. It's definitely where I point my friends and family members who ask me about sewing. I'm like, oh, there's this dope men sew hashtag and you can go check out Norris and the Sewit Academy. And I think it's amazing to have a resource like that that's just getting into sewing. What about encouraging more young men and boys to start sewing? Is, do you think there's something we could do culturally to sort of shift the mindset that sewing is for girls? Yes. Uh, the Just just small details like um, not making all the sewing machines named after a female, you know, <laughs> or the color scheme or it's like everything you see is very ping and is very it's something that that's not masculine enough that a guy would would be intrigued and mm -hmm. into using. So just just little basic stuff like that would would go a long way. I agree. I mean, sewing machines are pretty hardcore if you think about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's true. Why are they paying? They should be gender neutral. <laughs> right, and also patterns for every maybe I don't I don't know the exact number, but for every I say a hundred patterns, we might get one or two men's patterns, and I'm like. There's not enough. And I know one time some of the some of the people at some of these companies mentioned, oh, well, we don't we don't see men sewing. So it was like, is it men not sewing or are we not producing stuff for men to want to sew? Mm -hmm. So um, everything that we produce, I mean, it's been selling. It's been selling pretty good. Even back when we did the so so deaf. Uh, collection patterns. Mm -hmm. I also wonder if men are just hesitant to share online about their sewing because the community is so focused around women and women's patterns. And I think maybe that's a little bit of a roadblock for some male sewists. So I think it's really cool what you do and how you're so open with your style and your sewing and on your website and everything. It's really, I think, opening that door. It's like a gateway for for people to discover, you know, that 
sewing can be cool. Sewing for men can be super cool. And there there are resources and patterns out there that you can work with, even if there aren't as many as there should be. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's that's so true. It's not like one or two issues. It's a it's a whole list of 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 things why men um probably um aren't sewing. Yeah. Or or being vocal about it. Totally. So let's talk a little bit about your style because you have amazing style. <laughs> We're totally in love with style it. icon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I want to know what has your relationship been like with fashion over the years? Like, has it always been a priority for you or is that something that came later on in life? It's always been a priority. It started when I was six years old. My youngest sister and I were living in different foster homes. And we would have visitors come like every so often and whatever foster home we was in just to see if they wanted to adopt kids. So living in like a random house with just random other kids, I wanted to think of something that would that would stand out. So I told my youngest sister, I say, look, let's get three outfits together. And um, the next time somebody come, we're going to dress up and we're going to look our best. And. Over the course of like, you know, say many, many months, maybe a, maybe a year or so, um, it finally happened. We would we would put on our clothes, we parade and switch clothes, not knowing that that was pretty much my, my first um, runway, <laughs> my first fashion show back then. Once we got once we finally got adopted, I thought it was because of what we looked. I thought because we was just fresh and cool. They they wanted they wanted us not knowing that they were just good people. But it always stuck with me for my appearance to be top notch and all through high school, best dress and then college, very well dressed amongst a, a group of gentlemen in my fraternity. And it just gave me confidence every step of the way. That's amazing. I love that style can help us find that sense of personal identity and uniqueness and really express ourselves. It's a theme that we're talking about on the show right now, because of course, Me Made May is coming up and everybody is going to be thinking about style and how they can represent themselves. So how would you describe your style? Well, one is very eclectic. Uh, lots of patterns, lots of prints, lots of bold colors. I have a more, I have a little sartorial casual style i like mixing some i like being suited up but sometimes i like putting a little bit putting my urban kind of casual spin to it so i'll dress it down a little bit but still have a clean polished look and i'm i this is a cheeky question but how long does it take you to get dressed in the morning <laughs> like are you putting a lot of forethought into these outfits or do you kind of just go into your closet in the morning and throw things on and come up with these looks oh so it depends so um, well, if you ask my wife, she would say an hour, <laughs> but that's mostly me trying to find my phone or something like that, <laughs> but uh, it, it don't, it don't take me much at all. And I like to build my outfits in real time. I don't have, I might have an idea of what I want to wear in my head, but I don't put something together and just let it sit. And that's my outfit for the next day. I actually build in real time. How do I feel? Okay. I feel like this. I feel like that. And, um, and it, it don't take me no more than like maybe three to five minutes. <laughs> Three to five minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's fast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, what about Mimi? How long does it take her to get dressed? <laughs> um actually it don't take her it don't take her long to get dressed. And usually she's pretty much waiting on me sometime. But very few moments. I mean if we have like a on like a former event, something like that, she'll put a little bit more a little more time on finding jury and stuff like that. So I say I say around the same time. We're we're not we're not slow dressers. <laughs> and I mean, Mimi G, as you said, the queen of the sewing world, also just amazing style, really, really 
bold and beautiful. And I'm wondering if that has influenced your personal style since you guys have met? Like, has your style evolved since meeting Mimiji and learning to sew? Well, after meeting my wife, Mimiji style, she's encouraged me to tone it down a little bit. Really? <laughs> so, yes. Prior to her, I was already doing bold colors, already doing, I would have like eight to nine different prints all in one outfit and not really even know it because that's, that's how well coordinated some of my outfits were. But when it comes to some of the menswear and me teaching men how to sew and, and influence them, she was like, a lot of guys might not get a lot of this color and a lot of this prints. You might have to tone it down a little bit just so they can digest it a little bit better. So that's what some of the change I have made um, since meeting uh, my wife. Toning it down. Not what I was <laughs> expecting. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you drawn to right now when it comes to menswear fashion? Well, right now, menswear is currently in a high-end streetwear kind of kind of place. Um, we have we have a lot of streetwear brands doing collaborations with high-end uh, high-end brands. So that's what I see a lot, and I like taking just stuff that I see every day. Like I see people at the bus stop when I'm driving. I see people shopping. I take a lot of inspiration just by just people a lot of people might even not know how stylish they are or how dope a a piece is in their outfit i kind of pull from just all of that stuff and and just make things my own Mm -hmm. yeah one of the things i love about your style is that you seem to experiment a lot with colors and shapes and you know different styles and i'm curious if you have a formula that you kind of like to use or approach things with like for example helen and i are a big fan of the high-waisted pant and like a boxy top so do you have anything like that where when you're getting dressed in the morning you're like okay i need to have this balance or something i think i do have a formula um whatever i think I have to I have to visually see it on my body. So like what you think might look good might not look good. I don't care how stylish you are. Um, you have to put it on and see how it it silhouette um, looks, um, how proper the the pants fit with the shoes. So it's it's just little things like that. I have to put it on. And also that's a shopping tip too for all guys. You you have to try everything going when you go to the store. Yeah, that is a good tip. Yeah, don't just go to Costco and. Pick out a few sweaters and walk out without trying it on. Costco? <laughs> I don't think Norris is shopping at Costco. I, I, I haven't, but it is a good idea. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I think some of our listeners might be interested in elevating their style, but they're not sure kind of where to start. So do you have any top tips for styling? Number one thing, fit. You have to get your proper fit for your body type. If you're a skinny, slim person, if you have a medium-sized body, if you're a plus-sized person, you have to know what complements your body. And you only can do that by fit. And by doing fit, you have to try things on. And also knowing the proper way of things to fit on you. And how have you learned over the years how to see fitting issues and address them in your sewing practice? Well, I've always known how things should fit. And I've, I've, I've had a really close relationship with my tailor prior to sewing. And I've gotten into little bickers with even just a tailor on how I want something to fit. And him and him telling me that he can't do it. And I'm like, why can't you do it? It's just, it's just a quarter inch, you know, just little things like that. So um, now me controlling the construction, um, it, it has given me a lot of, a lot of uh, detail when it comes to my own garments. 
That's a good tip. I need a close relationship with a tailor. <laughs> Even though I'm a seamstress myself. <laughs> you are right. your own tailor. I know. Right. <laughs> and what about any suggestions for folks who are sort of stuck in a style rut and maybe feel like they want to find their personal style, but they don't know where to begin, have trouble shopping, don't want to wear just a plaid shirt and jeans anymore and want to branch out a little bit? Well, um, outside of uh, uh, image consulting or anything like that, you you have to you have to just basically take the things that you like. If you like a color, if you like a certain style, um, take all the things that you enjoy because that's what you're going to wear, and find out how those things fit on you, and and add pieces to them. Do you offer uh, styling consultations? Well, in a few months, I will be launching a image management company. And um, it's going to be for the everyday guy that can't afford a wardrobe stylist like my celebrity clients I had a couple of years back. So this is just basically for the everyday guy that have a little extra money to spend on consultation. And I will also be having services for the corporate client. Like I, I will go into an office of maybe 40 people and I will try to get the whole office inspired and and um, connected with all the right things they should be purchasing, how things should fit, what's in season, what's out of season, what's what's the new trend, how to incorporate all that stuff within your closet. And um, also in-person, in-person services. So I'll go through all your closet. I have a pile for keep, throw away, and um, salvage. And we'll be breaking down all that. Oh, that sounds so cool. Uh, please come to my house and go through my closet. <laughs> <laughs> no, the office work sounds really interesting. I guess if if your employees and your work environment, if everyone is feeling their best, looking their best, helping them to feel their best, helping them to perform their best, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. The way you dress, it, it affects the way you feel, the way you feel, a, um, the way others respond to you, and also the way you act. So all those things goes into your job. If uh, if you if you feel good, your presentation will produce your productivity. We want to take a moment to tell you more about Patreon. You may have heard us talk about it on the show before, but what exactly is it? Patreon is a platform that allows listeners and lovers of art, music, and podcasts, that's you, to support folks like us who love to create shows like Love to Sew. If you're already supporting us over on Patreon, we want to say a huge thank you. If you go to patreon.com slash love to sew and become a patron, you get access to all kinds of behind the scenes content and benefits. You can support us for just $5 a month, and that's the cost of a cup of coffee each per month. In addition to supporting the show, you get access to our bonus episode feed. We release a new episode monthly, and seriously, we have so much fun recording those episodes. We really do. We get real. If you support us for just $10 a month, you'll also get a 15% discount code in both of our shops. If you shop regularly with Blackbird Fabrics or Helen's Closet, your Patreon support pays for itself, and you still get the bonus content. Speaking of bonus content, you'll also get a bonus mini episode every month on a specific sewing-related topic. This is exclusive to our Love to Sew superfans. We have done episodes about adding embroidery embellishments, sewing activewear, and sewing with wax canvas. We also share behind-the-scenes photos and have such a great time connecting with our community over on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash love to sew for more info. That's patreon.com slash love to sew. Thank you. Thank you. 
Where do you turn to for inspiration when it comes to your own style? Do you have any like style icons or people that you follow maybe on Instagram or social media that you really admire their their style? Well, the very first person, before I can give any celebrity credit, the very first person was my brother, Roderick. Um, he's he's my he's the younger of my three older brothers. And when I was younger, after I got adopted, when I saw him, he was he was very sharp. He was the only one putting on penny loafers and a polo shirt, buttoning it down and wearing wearing it to school and putting on suspenders while everybody else was wearing the new Jordans or or whatever the new jersey was, I saw him just like that. And I was like, wow, if he can do that and have that confidence, uh, why can't I? So that was that was my first first inspiration. <laughs> and do you have any any celebrity people that you follow that that you really admire their style as well? Not so much the the celebrity style in it. I I am a big fan of Virgil Abloh, which is the uh, menswear creative director for Louis Vuitton, and also uh, Jerry Lorenzo, which is the designer for Fear of God. I love this. I love their garments. I love their product. And I do a lot of screenshots, a lot of their stuff. And I try to think, okay, how can I, how can I switch this up and make it mine? So I do a lot of that. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm sure some of our listeners are going to go follow those folks now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about patterns because we have a lot of male listeners and I'm sure they're dying to hear what your go-to patterns are so that they can also get their hands on them. I would have to Google it, but there is a McCall's short sleeve bowling shirt that I absolutely love. Aside from that, pretty much all of the patterns that we offer, the button up shirt that we offer with simplicity, um, the one I designed for Mimi G style, um, the the blazer is like it was my very first blazer, too. It's very easy. Um, not too many welt pockets. We have patch pockets on the front and also for the breast pocket. I think that uh, bowling shirt that you mentioned came up in our TNT episode that we did last month. Oh, yeah. We were talking, somebody wrote in and said that they love that that shirt and that they watched your YouTube video on how to sew it and they've made so many. Is that <laughs> oh, the one you're okay. talking about? That's that's the one I love. Yeah, I so. love that shirt pattern. I don't like making the same thing over and over again because I, I feel like I need to learn something every time I sew. I feel that way because I'm so new. So, but that has been one exception. Well, one of the few exceptions that I would just make over and over if I find a really good fabric. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool style. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the patterns that you designed for Simplicity. What was that process like? You did them for Mimi G's, like under Mimi G's kind of umbrella with Simplicity, right? Right. Yeah. So, so what was that process like? Like, did you get to kind of draw out your designs? Like, how involved were you in that process? Oh, well, everything is 100%, you know, saying my creativity. Um, of course, I run it through the wife because that's her overall brand. But um, but yeah, uh, I, I I sit down to see what I've been missing the entire time I've been sewing. And I, so I just pull from different elements. It was like, OK, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen that. Let's let's take this and design something similar to 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 what we don't have now. And, and, and that's basically where I pull from. I don't really pull from a selfish point. I try to make it, keep it kind of simple and basic, but also stylish and something that uh, fills a void that we don't have now. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to be working with a smaller pool. There's, like you said, not a ton of menswear pattern options. So you guys kind of have free reign to make whatever. And it's amazing for people who want to get into sewing. What about fabric? Because we've seen Mimi G's collection. <laughs> now, are you pulling from that collection when you're sewing as well? Or do you have your own fabric stash you're working with? 
Well, I try to pull from it when she's not looking. <laughs> if she's looking, <laughs> I can't pull from any of it. Um, um, lately, we have been we have been shopping per project. So instead of just um, hoarding just fabric, whenever we see it, we'll be a little bit more um, direct on how we're going to use it. Being a little bit more uh, specific on what we're making and helps us with the shopping process. So we just won't buy too much fabric. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a really good, good plan because it can be so easy to go down that rabbit hole and just accumulate a ton of fabric and style changes, you know, over the years and over time, you might not like the fabric that you bought, you know, two or three years ago. So it's so smart to just shop project to project. Yes. But also in the same breath, if you do have fabric that you just buy whenever you see it, It'd be that one pattern you come across and be like, oh, man, I remember I bought this fabric two years ago. This is perfect for that. Yeah. We've had moments like that, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love those moments. <laughs> yeah, there, maybe there's a middle ground there. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's different for everyone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so do you have a favorite fabric that you enjoy working with above all other fabrics? I think I enjoy I enjoy plaid. So a lot of plaid comes in men's suiting. And I love making jackets and pants. So I would have to say a light wool. Yeah. I mean, we watched your uh, He Sewed, She Sewed episode about plaid. And Mimi was saying she wasn't that into plaid. So it's kind of like your own thing. You got that <laughs> <Yeah>. on lock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was such a great episode. And I love your plaid tip about how to cut and match the plaid. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah. So like I said at the beginning, I had to learn how to work with plaid. When I first started, because that's one of my favorite prints. So my wife showed me how to how to match them up. You have to cut them one at a time. But I just I went beyond what she showed me and just got even more intricate and more detailed on matching every single thing, uh, even with the welt, you know, even with the the double breasted overlay. So um, the key is to know how your patterns are going to lay on your body. And then you size it up on where you want the, the pattern, where you want the plaid to be. After you cut that first piece out, let's say it's your front, your front piece. After you do that, you put your pattern away and you just use the cutout piece to match it up the rest of your pieces. Yeah, it's so smart. So you're basically cutting, say, one pant leg and then flipping it over to cut the other pant leg. And you can see exactly where those vertical and horizontal lines are matching Mm -hmm. on the fabric. Absolutely. You don't need the pattern piece anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was genius. It's so (laughs) smart. Hey, all, we wanted to take a moment to tell our fellow business owners out there about advertising opportunities with the Love to Sew podcast. Love to Sew is the perfect place to reach thousands of enthusiastic sewists and tell them all about what you have to offer. With more and more people sewing at home and shopping online right now, it is the best way to let people know that you have what they need. That's right. Podcast advertising is one of the most effective ways to reach a target audience. And our listeners want to hear about cool sewing business just like you. We even promote your business in our weekly newsletter and our Instagram stories. Where else can you advertise about your sewing product or service to such a large, dedicated audience? Honestly, nowhere that I know of. Right now, we have an amazing deal on our podcast advertising for fellow sewing-based businesses. Seriously, it would be crazy not to take advantage of this. Find out more by contacting Sam at info at lovetosewpodcast.com. That's info at lovetosewpodcast.com to find out more. 
Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about this series that you have on Blueprint with your wife. It's called He Sewed, She Sewed. Tell us about how that came about and kind of what what it's all about. So Blueprint reached out to me and wanted to me to do some type of courses um, on on their platform. And then, of course, I mean, we already have SewItAcademy.com. So that was a conflict of interest. But what we did come to an agreement on was just an entertainment show. Uh, we show a little technique and a lot of fun. And he sold, she sold is a show that pretty much happens in real life every time we sew. Like me, like <laughs> the wife and I would do this and have these moments if if there were no cameras around. And we always uh, tussing over this fabric and that fabric. And a lot of the times we do make a lot of the garments out of the same fabric. So it was just something natural anyway. And that's why it made it so fun to do. It is really fun to watch. I encourage our listeners if they have memberships to go check it out, or maybe you're going to sign up. But basically, you guys use the same fabric and you make different things and you're kind of behind a curtain. So you're not really seeing what each other's doing. But it is entertainment. It's like watching a reality TV show. But there are sewing tips in there and you actually get to see somebody make something which is very satisfying. And we were watching it with our producer, Sam, and he was just so excited watching you sew. And I think it made him want to sew like it really had Mm -hmm. an impact. So yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. <laughs> a bit addictive, <laughs> <Yeah>. actually. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, just like you said, that's that's the premise of the show. Uh, we take one fabric and we both have to make something from it. But we we are picking the fabric without the other one knowing what fabric it is. And that's that's the fun surprise element of it. Yeah, that's where we learned that Mimi doesn't like plaid because you plaid. picked a plaid. <laughs> yeah. That was the episode where she picked lace. And I'm like... What in the hell am I going to do with lace? Um, so I just I did an underlay flat fabric so you won't see my skin through it and end up making a really nice button up shirt. Yeah, it's so, it's so great. And with all the sewing tips peppered in with the entertainment, I think it's it's such a great show. We can't say enough how much we love it, really. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you have so many different projects going on, and I think that's super cool. I want to know what a day in the life looks like for you. Well, one, we're always filming something. Um, if it's not for Sword Academy, it's a tutorial. If it's not a tutorial, it's some type of fabric haul. So one, uh, filming is like one of our number one things that we do. So setting up lights, setting up cameras, filming. And of course, if you film, someone has to edit it. So <laughs> I edited all the footage for everything that comes through the company. And also we have to fit sewing time in to have content um, for the blogs and also uh, for for all the other platforms. Wow. I didn't realize that you were doing all the editing for the footage. That's so cool. Yes. And you guys do all the filming yourselves as well, right? You, you are the yes. one operating the cameras. That's so cool. Yes. And then when I'm filming myself, I'm operating audio and all that stuff too. Um, so, so yeah, um, that's, that's, that's a, that's a typical day. And then we have days like um, sponsorships and wifey might have some kind of radio interview somewhere and we have to go travel and, and do things like that. So uh, we're, we're, we're pretty we're pretty busy and we're constantly developing um, new new services and, and new things. There's a lot of things that I can't dispose right now, but <laughs> we're, we're working on some really big projects in the song world that. That's going to make a lot of people very happy. Oh, that's so cool. We're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears open for that. Mm -hmm. One thing that comes to mind is 
I want to know, like, what is it like to work in the same industry as your significant other? And, and yeah, just like, how do you guys sort of navigate that when you're together all day, every day? If you would have asked me this like 10 years ago, I would have been like, me working with my spouse? No way. <laughs> but now it seems like I wouldn't have it any other way because we both have the same passion. We work in the same industry and uh, we, we're currently some somewhat like in this, like doing the same thing. And I feel that we have mastered the business and pleasure part of, of our relationships. And it's, it's just so seamless. It's like one portion of the day, and this is my wife, and then another portion, okay, now she's my balls, <laughs> we're working together. <laughs> and then another portion is like, oh, we're just hanging out and we're friends. So it's like, and then family, family time has been, you know what I'm saying, has been very important. Um, so it's been, it's been great. And I wouldn't have it any other way. It's really great to hear. And it comes across when we see you guys interacting on social media and on the th content that you create. You guys are so genuine together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, we're feeling the love. <laughs> That's a good point. Because social media is one of those things that you can fake. You can fake a lot of it. I mean, it's like you could be you, you could be arguing or going through whatever you're going through. And then on camera, you can have smiles and all that stuff. But I guarantee you, whatever you see we doing on social media, it's the exact same thing, uh, or if not even more. So yeah, it's, it's very genuine. I'm wondering if you and Mimi G have like a mission statement or a brand identity, like something that you're really trying to accomplish in the sewing world. Do you guys have like a driving force that you are always thinking about when you're creating your content? Um, we don't necessarily has like a, a mission statement. I don't, I don't think not to, not to my knowledge, but, um, one thing that we do constantly remind each other or, um, or just constantly speak out loud is just basically we just helping people, you know, helping people how to develop a skill that they can take and go anywhere and, and, um, and, and make themselves a living. So that's, that's the one thing that we do that we do um, pride ourselves on. Mm -hmm. In the Sew It Academy, are you teaching people to sew through the lens of them then going on and starting a sewing-related business or a fashion-related business? Or is it also geared towards people who just want to sew their own clothes? Well, there's no way to pretty much distinguish that because mm -hmm. if you're learning, if you're teaching someone a curriculum how to sew from start to finish, well, start and, and then just teaching them all kind of levels to that. You could just be doing it for a hobby or you could, you know, get a side hustle. So it's pretty much the same teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But with, but also to add to that, the business element, you know, my, the wifey has uh business S H E T her podcast. So her podcast has a lot of it. After you learn how to sew, you can listen to her podcast and really break down the business on how to get started and, and, and create a company. Mm -hmm. It is such a great podcast. We'll definitely link it in the show notes. We both have listened and she's very inspiring. Yes. <laughs> um, tell us about your podcast. You have one as well, right? Yes, I do have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not for, it's not for children, but <laughs> our, our our little quote that we do on the podcast is it's a podcast about everything and nothing at all. So um, basically, we talk about hot topics, stuff in the media. We talk about a lot of urban stuff. I listen to a lot of a ton of music, a lot of hip hop, a lot of R and B, um, some pop, 
um, and a lot of stuff that happens in the news with celebrities. And we just we, we condense it down in just a conversation. My 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 close friend, I've known him since since college. He's my fraternity brother. He was my roommate and he he's an actor out here in, in L.A. And once I moved here, we just we've always been friends. I was like, man, we need like a podcast or something. We was talking about it for a couple of years. And then one day we were like, forget it. Let's let's just start it. And <laughs> it's it's is what is is what you see now. Just basically us talking and going back and forth and our perspective on different topics. And what's the name of the podcast? It's called We Ain't Professionals. Awesome. <laughs> because um, this is the type of I think podcast is close to like like a radio kind of job or, or kind of, kind of platform. So it's like, I have no experience in that. He has no experience in that. So when we was like, man, we just going to do it anyway and just call it, we ain't professionals. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caroline and I don't have a ton of experience either. And yet it's been three years of podcasting and <laughs> here we are. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can do anything really. Yeah. We've actually been talking on the show uh, this year more about sewing careers and a lot of people out there in the sewing world want to start a side hustle or want to get more involved in the sewing industry, want to switch careers, do something more creative. And I mean, you've been through that in the last five years going on this sewing journey and starting it well being a part of a business starting a business so do you have any advice for people who might be interested in making that shift in their life yes absolutely sometimes what you currently do could give you like tonal vision and you like not see like what's what's on either side of you when i was in the fashion industry all i knew was designers brands wardrobe stylists showrooms but then there's a whole nother market, which is the DIY world, the patterns, you know, the um, uh, the, the the classes, the online teaching, the YouTube, all, all that stuff was a world I didn't even know about. So a lot of people focus on so hard. Oh, I want to be a designer. I want to do this. I want to do that. Look, if you back up and you look at the overall, you know, what I'm saying the different little pockets of careers that you can have within this industry, um, you will be blown away on how much fun it is and how much you would enjoy it over what you thought you wanted to do. Yeah, it's true. A lot of people getting into the fashion world don't know about the home sewing world. It's funny because they both are about clothes and about fashion, but they're kind of separate. And sometimes, yeah, yeah there's just that gap and people don't even know there's a whole other side. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I thought of another question kind of style related. You kind of do this thing where you're bridging the gap between, you know, a handmade wardrobe and you also have this, you know, amazing ready to wear style. So how much of your wardrobe is handmade i wouldn't say a good portion i say i say 30 maybe 40 percent that's um, a good portion yeah that's 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 a good portion <laughs> um, um i don't want people to get overwhelmed and thinking when you're making your own clothes you have to make everything because the wife and i we still love the shop we love um the creativity that comes from other designers and we like to purchase and we like to fit it if we really like it we are copying and make it ourselves. But for the most part, I think that I think that 30, I mean, I say I say 30, 35, 40 percent, maybe is probably the 
portion I, I make myself. Mm. Such a great point too. It, it isn't, you know, essential that you make all of your own clothes when you sew. I think sometimes we can get into that mindset where we're watching all these other people churn out makes every week and we're like, oh my gosh, should I be making more things? Should I be only wearing a handmade? But that's not a rule. It's definitely not necessary. You can get that satisfaction from sewing and still shop ready to wear and be inspired by what's in stores and kind of strike a balance between the two. Absolutely. One key thing that I that I do think though, I think you should make all of your 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 key your key standout pieces. Before I go to a retail store and see this amazing trench jacket with an amazing color, amazing print, it's it's something that's gonna draw a lot of attention. So why why um why purchase that when I can just make it and want somebody to say, hey, nice, nice jacket or where did you get it from? You can say, oh, I made it. <laughs> so I, I, I went I went get into all the basic everyday pieces that you might you could just pick up from anywhere because it might just still be cheaper to buy those little small basic pieces versus putting your time into making something like that. So I said, if you're going to sit down and you're going to, you're going to make something, make something that people are going to enjoy and that you're going to enjoy. That can be a hot, a hot piece. Yeah. Do you have that happen to you a lot? People coming up to you on the street and saying, Oh my gosh, where did you get that? Or I love your style. All the time. All the time. (laughs) I believe it. I think I'd probably do that if I saw you on the street. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the reaction when you're wearing a handmade piece and you say that you made it? Man, like they're, they mouth drop to the floor. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Really? And I'm like, yeah, you could do it too. That's that's like my initial. You could do it too. We have online yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go check out Soda Academy. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm plugging my podcast all the time when people ask me what yeah. I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us what's coming up next for you. What do you have on the horizon this year? Well, the the most immediate thing is is the image management company I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be taking on clients, um, not a wardrobe stylist, but a consultant. That's that's going to be the next big thing for me. I want I wanted to have it launched by now, but with this whole coronavirus and all this stuff going on, we, we've been kind of slated a bit, and we're about to move to uh, the East Coast. If I if if I um if, if Mimi haven't told you already, <laughs> no, new information. So exciting! So where are you yeah. guys moving? Have you decided? Uh, we're we're making a move to Atlanta, Georgia, um, back to my home state. Um, it's one of her biggest markets, which is Atlanta, and we also wanted to do a ton of investments. We want to open up a creator, a creating um, sewing design center there. So we have a lot of things um, pretty much moving all at the same time right now. Norris, you're burying the lead on this interview. <laughs> you're Moving opening a design center? Yeah, That's crazy. A, sewing, a sewing design somewhere that people can come out and rent out machines, work on projects. Um, we'll have a few instructors there to have in, in-person classes. Um, yeah, so just kind of picture Starbucks, but with sewing machines and tables in there. So oh, like yes. heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically heaven. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Well, we can't wait to follow along on this journey with you and Mimi G and everything that you guys have going on. You are so inspiring. And yeah, tell our listeners where they can find you online and and find out all about what you have coming up. They can follow me at Norris Danta. Danta is spelled D-A-N-T-A. And then Ford, F-O-R-D, dot com. That's my site. Or you can just follow me on all my socials at Norris Danta Ford. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Norris. Again, it's been a real pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.
Bye-bye. That's it for today's episode of Love to Sew. You can find me, Helen, at helensclosetpatterns.com and Caroline at blackbirdfabrics.com. We're recording today in sunny Courtney, Canada. That's on Vancouver Island. We are in Helen's new house. <laughs> you can get in touch with us and get links for everything we talked about in this episode at lovetosewpodcast.com. If you're enjoying the show and you want to help us out, you can support us on Patreon. Contribute $5 or more a month and you'll get access to our bonus episode feed. Contribute $10 or more more a month and get a 15% discount code for both of our shops and a bonus mini episode. Go to patreon.com slash love to sew for more info. Thanks to our amazing podcast team, Sam Humphrey and Melanie Brister. And thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. Oh, no. It's you anyway. Oh.